what it is, what it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And coming back at you, rising from our tombs like a altered beast warrior. I think I've, I've said that before. <laughs> Still we funny. are the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Rise from your grave. And I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We have the Bay Area Terror. Dez, what's going on, brother? Not much. Not much, everybody. It's just happy to be back talking games. And what a great week to come back to. I mean, with all oh, the games we've seen this week, this is... This is a trifecta. Mwah, perfect. <laughs> and we also have Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? Love to hear you sing yet again, <laughs> sir. Yep. Um, you're you're the only one in this world. <laughs> <laughs> not not even your Trust wife? and believe. <laughs> Saves it for you, nah. buddy. Oh. <laughs> Man, oh man! I'll get you over for some rock band. I'll have you sing. It's like, sing. Oh hell to the no! <laughs> what? what? That, something like that requires l- large amounts of alcoholic beverages. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I am moved uh, since we recorded last. I think uh, talked about that I had to move because of my life circumstances. I have internet again, mm-hmm. even though that that was a traumatic thing <laughs> because. Uh, my neighbors are not allowing me to get Comcast and Super the Greatest Speed Mode, but uh, hey, I had to settle for AT&T, and hey, no inter- uh, internet is better than no internet, so I have to say that. So, But uh, uh, still getting settled into the new house and uh, like getting back into my usual routines. So, so uh, everything, you know, we had this little gap happen because of me to start out with, but uh, just kind of coalesce then from there for us to you know delay recording until now you know but uh i'm glad we're back so yeah so am i yes we are back and and uh by coming back we're also going to be announcing a change in our recording schedule so um we're going to an every other week podcast you know we we our bi-weekly recording schedule uh, so no more gaps in publishing or producing no episodes until the end of season season three. Um, we're trying to I, th- I think we're we've decided amongst all of us that a biweekly recording schedule is going to fit into our day to day lives a lot smoother. So no more week, no more weekly episodes. Not that you've been getting them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, um, a, uh, a a a biweekly uh, recording schedule is going to fit the day to day needs of everyone. Uh, we have one person on the show who is holding on a full time job, recording other uh, recording other shows, and going to school full time. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I'm a sucker for punishment. (laughs) So so we are. We think that uh, that is the best option. Our shows are. We will be recording our shows uh, Saturday mornings, and uh, I guess what posting them by Tuesday, the following day, the following week, 
or do we or do we know when we're going to post? Maybe we should have talked about this before he didn't record. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to be uh, that. That's what we're going to be doing from here on out, folks. Yeah, uh, so. I figure the season three, the end of season three, is going to be around the holidays, around Christmas time. On there, that way we'll have a little gap from there, and season four will start kick off the new year with season four at that point in time. So, so sound good to you guys? That'll work. That'll work. That works so, to me as well. Yeah. So, from schedules to gaming, uh, it's been a while, gentlemen. So uh, why don't you share with our listeners what you all have been playing lately, Joe? We'll 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 just kick it off with you. Okay, well, I'll kind of start from the more more fresh things in my life, meaning the stuff I played. Like last night, I rented a Marvel Spider Man. I did not buy it because, uh, you know, I'm not a super big Marvel mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, I know. Here the scrutiny. Uh, but uh, after playing and after renting it from Redbox, I'm going to get my full three days worth of rental from it. I am going to see what I could do. You know, just like, you know, I maximize my gaming dollar. I'm going to go <laughs> see if I can get, get this thing used at GameStop um, or... Uh, try to pick it up cheaper later, uh, possibly. I might rent it again because I do have <laughs> Redbox <laughs> Space Bucks. But what I've played of it so far, it's uh, it's excellent. I mean, pretty much it's an open world structure. Um, pretty much, uh, you know, I haven't opened, like, I'm just barely in the beginning of the game right now. But I can tell you right now that, uh, you know, there's enough... Uh, uh, articulation in the combat that I'm still kind of getting the combo structure down and not getting beat up by random thugs, you know. So I'm I'm just playing on normal difficulty. I'm not playing on uh, easy on that. Uh, you you know, mean the game friendly does... neighborhood? Yes. Is there a hard difficulty available from the start? So yeah, there is. I'm playing uh, friendly, amazing, amazing, and spectacular. I'm... If you play spectacular, that's the hard one. <laughs> I'm playing on amazing right now. I decided not to do spectacular or um, as far as uh, what was the other one? The neighborhood is the easy one. Amazing is the normal one and spectacular is the hard one because it's all named after Spider-Man titles. Yes. So I am playing on amazing. And uh, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I I want, I want to, I want to take my licks and get to, where I get the uh, system down a little bit, you know, so I don't want it to just be a cakewalk for me and myself at least. So on uh, that and quite happy with it. I mean, I think uh, for everyone out there, that's a big Spider-Man fan. I think I'd be overjoyed by this game on that. So um, any thoughts, you guys, as far as what you played so far on the game? I know Desmond, you got probably got a lot more to talk about on that. The game is amazing. I, uh, it's fun. I, uh, when you first start out, it really kind of, drops you in and you got to do a lot of shit right at the beginning which is fantastic and i love i love the way the city kind of opens up and your abilities open up and and, and just everything you can do kind of opens up and it and it they did not shy away from peter's uh scientific background so they were able to add you know little mini games and stuff like that 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 he does in the lab and the different suits is cool how they how they brought in the other types of spider-man from the comic books you know and and, and 
because again, this takes place in a different world than the comic books. It's its own story, and and if you're interested, they're they're actually really Marvel's releasing a comic book that's based on this Spider-Man and in this world. So so you know all those other Spider-Men, you know like Spider-Man Noir and you know Ben Riley and all these people, like their costumes exist as alternate costumes for Spider-Man, which gives them different powers, and it's just a really cool way to introduce it and you have to build the suits and there's just a lot of stuff that you can do in the game and there's not a lot of there's a lot of exploration too which i which i'm enjoying and you know picking up peter's old backpacks and you know rewiring the city and stuff i mean i don't know the, the game just feels fairly organic and how it opens up and how you're able to uh make the make the game make spider-man better and yeah. i have to tell you i do not like i do not like that um the costume that they that have they have with the white spider and all that. Ooh, I do not like that costume. So, so I'm glad that you have an option to change your costumes to to run around in something different. So I'm rocking the classic costume because uh, that's the costume that 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 I know and love. So it kind of with all the elements of the open world kind of reminded me a little bit of Crackdown. You know, with the agility orbs. You know, with the backpacks and also. Um, kind of remind me of Infamous Second Son for some reason, just the tra- traversal. Didn't that. they make so. Infamous Second Son though? Oh uh, no, that was uh, not Insomniac. That is um, put me on the spot. That is the um, developer up in the doing um, da 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 da. I, I can't think of the developer name. Fine. Kevin, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. It's fine. Uh, uh, do you have any plans of playing Spider Man, Kev? Yeah, I have it. I just haven't. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sucker Punch. Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sucker Punch is infamous. Yeah. But yeah, I do have it. I just have not had the chance to play it yet. Bought a couple of games that I haven't had a chance to play yet. Same. I still haven't played. Uh, uh, I still haven't finished Yakuza Zero yet. Well, I, I think I'm in. The, I'm in like the mid, the midpoint of that. But but sorry, continue. Okay. No, no. You can talk about when keep it keep it going, man. Keep it going. No, but, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, other games I've been playing this week, um, or since we last recorded, of course, I'm dabbling in Destiny Two. How? Why wouldn't I not dabble in Destiny Two? Um, I finished the game with my hunter, so I finally finished the main campaign. This is a game that I uh, um, initially because I basically since Destiny Two came out, I've only played Warlock. I've only played Titan. Um, I love me some Hunter from like old Destiny, uh, Destiny One, on there. But um, I just didn't want to take the time to, to roll three characters. But uh, I happened to bring out my uh, Hunter in a playthrough with my ex-wife, and uh, now that I'm no longer you know, obviously you know just keeping that character exclusive for that playthrough, I, I thought it was interesting for me to be able to go back and uh, you know get get this character kind of up the speed quote-unquote so uh, it was also enjoying going back and playing the like the main campaign because it's been so long since they even dabbled in uh, playing against the uh, main protagonist and that and so got that beat uh, on there kind of opened up the game for my hunter um you know the changes were forsaken i am you know I'm, i'm on the line i'm like with you kevin i know you've voiced some opinion about it and um you know, I think it's going to be harder now to level up weapons and have a big cachet of. Oh, it's going to be a lot harder. 
yeah, uh, yeah, at your disposal. So you're going to have to make some decisions as far as either that you're going to spend a lot more time grinding. So because, you know, I look in my vault and <laughs> I have literally like three pages worth of stuff. I try to collect one of each gun, one of each item, even on types of guns I don't play with that much, like sniper rifles, shotguns, that kind of thing. And so yeah, I'm be more interested in maybe just finding some favorites breaking some stuff down for legendary marks. And uh, I don't mind the farming for the uh, set items, like, you know, from the different uh, game worlds on there, because it gets me uh, on to the world and doing dailies again and doing, like, um, you know, patrols and that kind of thing, where, uh, you know, just you'll give me something to do, because uh, anything to get back to the gunplay and the gameplay of Destiny, I think, is a good thing. Uh, Destiny, at least Destiny One, was always something where I felt like I could go down, you know, go down to a particular uh, planet, run some, uh, you know, patrols. You know, some people that's like the most boring thing in the effing world is to redo some missions again or, um, you know, run around and do some public events that kind of thing. But sometimes. Um, that's a good thing to relax for me, you know, playing Destiny. So, in fact, uh, I'm not d diving in deep into the Forsaken content yet. I still have not played Warmind because of all my uh, moving around and uh, unavailability and, and as far as to be able to play. So, um, I am going to delve into Warmind this week. I am not going to take the low-hanging fruit and get the uh, um, level. Because uh, there's a level boost to bring you up to snap as far as light level is concerned and uh, i'm gonna take a long approach on this i'm gonna take a slow burn approach on it so on it and there's probably i know from what i read there's a ton of forsaken content so i mean you know i'm not going to be stuck you know months from now with no content to play and waiting for the next content to drop i'm gonna like you know instead of uh woofing it down all at once i'm going to take little bites at a time that's how i'm going to approach it so uh, how, how's destiny 2 been for you uh kevin um, it's been a blast from the content perspective. I really like the way that they've integrated some things into it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but let's just say that the campaign is integrated into your, your, the way that you, you level up. Uh, there are some, some folks you have to deal with at varying power levels and um, you're going to have to discover uh, ways in which you need to you need to get your power level up uh, in order to take those individuals on. That, that's that's all I'll say about the campaign. So I like that. I really do like that. The uh, weapons, the power up weapons, the way you power them up, the cost of upgrading your gear is ridiculous i do not like that aspect at all um my vault is filled with a bunch of different guns and gear that i kind of mix and match uh depending on what my depending on what my gear set is edit here <laughs> probably had to answer his phone that's fine um i personally am not going i'll, I'll take the reins from this so i personally am, oh. not gonna, am not going to be playing it just not uh. my my deal 
So <laughs> I, you're on the fence for a minute. I mean, you want to explain why you decided not to dive in? Because I know you, at one point, at least from what it sounded like to me, you were ready to throw down at least ten bucks to get the other expansion. No, I just I was just looking at the at the price of everything and just uh, no, I'm I'm good. I I I've spent damn near two hundred dollars on to give on on De- on destiny products whether it's the first the first two games the DLCs and everything so i'm i'm good i think i think my destiny experience is 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 over now so uh all i can say is y'all enjoy uh <laughs> y'all enjoy i hope it's you know fantastic and, hmm. and yeah, but other than that, I am I am done. I'm, well, I'm, what if someone buys said DLC for you? Uh, I would never ask anyone to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would never ask anyone to buy me, you know, DLC or anything like that. You know, um, now if it was like a birthday present or some shit like that, well then, hey. <laughs> You know, nothing I can do about that. I know, that. but then, then but... you feel compelled to play it if, if that was the case. So. Well, I would still, <laughs> like, but I would play it, though. You know, like, oh, you I'm would? Okay. sit there and be like, you know, oh, someone bought it for me. Ha, 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 stupid. I'm not going to play it. No, I would play it. <laughs> it's just the cost that's causing you to not the Well, yeah, and it's just, I just don't think that you're you're getting a ton of, you know, I don't know. Just I, I just don't think the value's there. So gotcha. That's just my own, that's just my own thoughts about it. Like, I really gotcha. feel that uh it just feels that there should be like a lot of this stuff should like was this all a beta was this all something different like i don't know i just i i just it just feels weird i just think it's somewhat predatory to 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 do this it's like oh you know we tried something different the folks didn't like it now we're gonna we're gonna change it back, but you have to, but you have to pay all this other stuff for it. I'm just like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I think at best that Bungie and Activision really didn't think through the pricing structure for this because of the fact that I mean, if you want to jump in now, you not only have to get the first, you have to get the first two DLCs from season one or from the first year of Destiny, and also uh, throw forty bones down for Forsaken. And of course, they're offering three more DLCs further down the line for the entirety of the year. There, basically, if you were going to buy on PSN, it'd be seventy bucks. For you, it'd be eighty bucks. I mean, to get the full brunt of that, and without you know knowing what's out there and what's being promised for the three other expansions, I mean, who know? Who knows? You know? But, exactly. Uh, and it's just I don't know. It's just it's just weird. And like you know the 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 folks you know want to play it, and that's why I'm like, hey. You know, you loving it, love the love the game, play it, do what you got to do. But just for me, I'm just, nah, I'm good. I'm, just, I'm good. I don't know. To me, I think the um, Forsaken and the three expansions should have cost like forty or fifty bucks instead of. I don't think it should have cost anything. You know, that's one of my one of the things that irked me about Spider Man is it's like you know you still got to pay. You know, for for the DLC, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I just think this DLC stuff has just been super crazy. It's just like, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, Other folks, content like, creators shit. like Ubisoft have just been dropping 
expansions for free. And so I think, you know, that's how you keep your community engaged without having to ask for additional money. It's as far as, you know, if, if the community is out, is out there willing to pay for cosmetics, you know, and that kind of thing. Because like, that play, so. like, but what I like about, but well, that's what I like about, like, Spider-Man right now is just because, like, all those extra costumes and all that shit, that's, like, in the game. But this stripping games, stripping games for, um, uh, Shipping content out of games, what you know, what people are talking about, it just seems like crazy. It's just, I don't know, just yeah. I, I could definitely see, I could see your side of defense for sure, you know. So, and I had yeah. a lot of good times with with Destiny. Don't get me wrong; like I remember the Omnigol raids, and I remember that was the first raid I ever played, and I was just like, ah, you know. I remember I would just. I was worried about playing, you know, Omnigol because I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm worried, ah, you know. So there was the excitement, you know. But I just, I don't know. I just don't know, you know. And and honestly, the only reason I would, the only reason I would play it is if is if like one of you were like, you know, hey, you know, I really want to play with you. This is really fun, you know. Then I'd be like, okay, you know. Then then I'd probably. I probably you know do something or, or wait for a sale and then come back to it or something you know maybe get some PSN credit for cheap somewhere yeah exactly possibly. you know I just I just can't I just can't see paying top dollar for this right now and just yeah just seem... I would think that it's this is and this is probably a smart move on Sony's part for making this part of their their uh, uh, PSN titles for uh, for this month. Of getting people, you know, making Destiny Two their free game. Uh, I think there's the potential here to bring some people back that left it, that that left the game. And I would say since the um, Warmind didn't do it, the the expansion before the I forget what the expansion was before Warmind was. I don't think any of those prior games, if you were just done with Destiny after, you know, the, you know, Destiny 2 vanilla came out, uh, none of those prior DLCs were going to bring you back, in, in my opinion. I think they're too low, too shallow on content. The only good thing about it is that they, res- I think they respected your time a little bit better. But. <clears throat> I think with uh, Forsaken, there is just so much to do in Forsaken that I think the potential, I say the potential to bring people back that have, that were just like, I'm done, you know, I've moved on to other things. There is a much higher potential to bring those type of people back uh, simply because the content is not something you're just going to breeze through now you can go on youtube and you can look at look look for the professional streamers and they have their level up to 600 super quick and there's different ways you can do that so i mean if you want to go that route but if you just like me uh just play the game and enjoy it for what it is there's a ton of stuff to do and the content as far as the story is going is going to be stick with you longer throughout your your gameplay up until you get to the 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 end game loot the end game uh, scenarios and whatnot. So I think this this DLC has a lot longer is has a lot longer stride 
if that makes any sense in, in comparison to the prior contents that release. So for um, me, for but, me though, it, it it's it's the cost associated with it that kills me. Like I never had a problem playing Destiny. Like mm-hmm. I, I and, and I enjoyed the I enjoyed playing with y'all. I enjoyed I enjoyed taking care of it. I I enjoyed you know what I've played of it. It's just I just don't feel like paying another eighty dollars. Yeah. You know, forty or fifty probably, or sixty dollars. It's just it's just yeah. Like I just can't. Like I'd I'd rather experience a new game, a fresh new game than that. Mm-hmm. My my guess is that's probably why it's free on PSN right now. And I think if uh, Best Buy with certain purchases, new game purchases, they're giving you a, a, a physical copy of Destiny 2. I think there's a reason behind that because I think a lot of people have long since gotten rid of it and jumping into this new content at 40 bucks, people skip Warm Mind, people skip... Uh, the Red Legion people skipped all that stuff because uh, I, I think that the user base dwindled considerably after the release of um, my guess what, what what was the 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 uh, I can't remember what the what the first release uh, DLC you, release was for Destiny Two. It but, was the the. Um... Mercury, the um, Mercury uh, missions. Uh, Mercury. Yeah, the Mercury missions. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, with the, uh, yeah, um, homeboy on. that was uh, Ikora's mentor. Uh, that stuff really was lackluster, and I think a lot of people just got rid of it. Just I'm taking it back. I'm getting what little I'm going to get out of it and move on to something else. So I think that's why. You know they're handing the vanilla version of Destiny Two out like you know meals at an elementary school cafeteria, <laughs> uh, so that they can. So the cost of getting back in and getting caught up is not as extravagant as it would be had you never left. You know, I, I think that's probably one of the things that they're that they're you they're using in this decision to give the game away for free, um, but. There's a lot of there's a lot of content there, but the thing that really irks me and the thing that uh, my my hashtag is respect my time is that I the cost of upgrading gear is just ridiculous and you're back with uh, farming for resources on planets. There is one character who is uh, one of the new characters who's part of this DLC. You can purchase stuff from him, but it, it it sucks because the cost of some of his resources goes up the more you buy. So in, in some ways it's 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 he's a he's a guy that you can use like, oh I need three That's more. That's some bullshit right there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. That's some it like is. crack dealer, you know, yeah. type bullshit right yeah, there. Yeah, the first hit the first <laughs> hit is free. But the next one, I'm charging you double, triple. His, like, I give you a prime example. I've got two guns that I that I really want to uh, keep at at maximum level, and both require uh, legendary shards. Something else that sucks uh, in in the prior, uh, you know, prior version of the game, the uh, cores, the uh, masterwork cores. The masterwork cores were something kind of special. You could take some guns that you really liked 
and amp up a certain aspect of their uh, uh, specs to to better match your gameplay. I thought that was dope. Now cores are part of your upgrading procedure. Every gun needs masterwork cores, and masterwork cores don't drop all the time. You can get them by getting ma- already masterwork weapons, and they, they don't even call them masterworks no more. It, it, it's, it's, they change that whole system around. But the cores are just as rare, in my opinion, as they were in the early, earlier versions of Destiny 2. And now that you're making them a requirement in upgrading your weapons, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, this new character sells cores, right? He'll give you cores in exchange for legendary shards. One core, like he'll give you like one core for two shards. You go back to him again, then it's one core for five shards. Then you come back to him again, and it's one core for twenty shards. You see what I'm see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No. It, 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 that 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 I I don't like that. That that it, you know respect my time is this isn't respecting my time very well. On the other hand, it's got a whole bunch of content that I'm that I am enjoying. I haven't even I haven't even scratched the surface on what's available because I haven't completed the campaign. But uh, I'm enjoying it. But I'm honestly going to go back because I've already purged my um, my my uh, my locker, my Destiny locker, once just before the update released. I'm going to have to go back and do it again because I'm not going to there. There's just going to be a whole lot of stuff that I'm just don't have. I'm not going to go and try to get it at maximum level. I'm I'm just not. I'm not going to be as. What's the word? Maybe as into destiny as I as I was before. And the fact that it requires so much, so many resources to get all those pieces of gear up to snuff, I'm just going to go back and say, like, okay, these are the weapons that I actually, that I can't play without for my PvP, for PvE. This is the gear that I need all around, from all around purposes. And I'm just going to go with that until some new stuff drops that is significantly better. And then I'll just work with that as 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 I can because it trying to get all that stuff upgraded it, it it's just not worth it's not worth it for me. But all so, right, double edged sword on <laughs> Forsaken. I really like it content wise. Gameplay is just as dope as as before. But they went back to original Destiny, Destiny One, which. Mm in certain aspects was kind of blow. Well, you know, people wanted that. Uh, they wanted to bump and grind, so they get the bump and grind. So. <laughs> Other games I've been playing, still, still have, it's what's my, I've been playing segment still. So yeah. uh, Divinity 2, Original Sin, I had a chance to dabble with this a little bit. Uh, me and Desmond uh, played a little multiplayer uh multiplayer was okay but we had other people in our group um that you know to me i was having a hard time understanding where to go what to do and then uh having a learning curve yeah it has a learning curve so it's it's my first 
like kind of CRPG. Is that the proper uh, sure. acronym for that? Sure. Pretty much, yeah. And um, it's more, you know, to me, Divinity is uh, you know, PC-based, very popular on the computer, PC computer entertainment center system. So. Wow. That's a mouthful. <laughs> As a mouthful, yes. Um, played it. I'm still in the open tutorial All right now. I know Desmond, you're a little bit further. Um, I like I, uh, what I played. I have so far esca- I have escaped uh, Fort Joy. I am on the ship. I am. I'm in the open waters. I have spent over 20 hours on this game so far. Remade my character at least five times. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think it's a great game. I mean, a lot of people are, are hyping it to be the best RPG on PlayStation this generation. Best RPG in a long time. Hey, I I like the nuances of it. I think the story's kind of, you know, it's interesting. It's it's an interesting story. It takes place after the first one. And I didn't. I got into the first one, but the mechanics of the first one were a little bit too... I don't know. They, it seems like they basically took everything that was that was good in the first Divinity and then... Like tightened that up and uh, just made it shine. the The, the game is great. The, the game is great. Um, if you like your strategy, turn based, you know RPGs, this is great. Um, when I first was watching some of the, when I was first watching some of the um, the gameplay videos, I was just like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and then I actually started playing it. And I was like, this is a lot of fun. It's how everything works together and making environmental traps and how and how um, how spells and, and, and environments work together that can either help or hinder you. It's just a really good thing. And like the, the whole armor system with the magic armor versus the physical armor and, you know, not being able to catch on you know, fire and, and all the status effects and just <clears throat> like you can be controlling the, the battlefield and then like. One little thing happens, or one someone does something, and like shit, it just goes tits up, and you're like, I don't know what to do anymore, you know. <laughs> and you know, it's just it's just a really it's just a really fun experience. Um, and the characters are the characters are really engaging that you can that you can play with, and and it sets itself up for for replay value because of of all the different builds that you can do for your character, um, and. And you can only so there's there's like six companions. I think there's yeah there's six companions, plus an extra one if you if you pre-ordered it. And I did. I pre-ordered it and got the and got the the uh, the, the companion. So there's seven companions, but you can only if you're playing solo, you can only take three. And so you're only getting three. Uh, you're only getting three of the of your companions side talking and their quests. So if you play it again, you can play with the other three, or you can play with the mix, and it's just. I don't know. I just, I just really like how the game, and you can customize anything in the game. It's just a really fun game, mechanic-wise and play-wise. Again, the story, uh, I'm only in the second. I'm only, I guess, the third chapter? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just... I. I mean, I don't think it's road. I don't think it's like a uh, Euro jank RPG. It's not like definitely like not. You know, definitely yeah, I think not. Uh, definitely it's a, a, above and beyond like the Alexes and the Technomancers of the world, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. No, no slide on those games. Those games have their own charms at the same time. Their own time. audiences too, but it's just yeah. This this game like transcends all that. Uh, yeah, it it, it it stands above. It stands Two above, too. Yeah, it stands yeah. above the rest. I mean, it's it's a it's a damn good game. Again, again, you know, 
you have to like that style of game and you have to like that you know that sort of chess type of gameplay you know do I move here? Do I move there? Is the computer yeah. going to cheat? <laughs> you know, is 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 this ability really going to do what it, what I need it to do? Um, oh, is this person going to buff this other person? It's just there's just a lot of nuances, and, and you would think that the combat would be slow or methodical, but actually, it's not. It's it's pretty fast paced too. So. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit different than a, a standard like you know turn based Japanese role playing game like something like uh, oh, Shining definitely. Force or uh, Final Fantasy Tactics where it's a lot more tactile. It's a lot or more Fire Emblem or any one of those. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Yeah, because that has its own charms. You know, moving uh, armies along the battlefield. This has more of a more of a personal like almost like a, a regular role playing game flavor yeah. to it. You know, where to where there's enough strategy in there. It's not, it's not overwhelming with strategy, but there's enough in there to kind of mix it up, and, and it's, it has its own unique thing. So I just need to get beyond the tutorial and open the game up a little bit, take that collar off my neck on there, because the, um, basically the game starts where you're basically drugged and on a ship, and uh, you're having a collar on your neck that you're not able to you know, do any of your magic. No, 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 no. your source power. See, I didn't understand that. So source is yeah. like... Sources like raw magic, so everyone can use. You can use magic, but the source is like this thing from the gods, and it makes you, you know, even more powerful. And it and it causes you know um, void things from the void to come in. And there's this weird thing. So I was thought because I thought, oh, you know, sorcerers were just bad because it's source because because like the source is what it's called, and people who are able to utilize it are called sorcerers, huh? And it technically you think sorcerers <laughs> are people that can just use magic. So it's like so the play on words is kind of weird, but you're like, okay, no, it's something separate. So and, and your and your abilities once you get the collar off is kind of interesting too. I don't know, it's just a really good it's a really good game. Just a solid game, and the graphics look great. You can you can really pull in the camera, or you can pull it out. It's just I don't know. Just it it just really works on consoles. It's a good game. Yeah, it's a really good game. I, they really thought well about remapping it to a controller too, which I would have to say, especially uh, coming from a game that was strictly just mouse and keyboard. I mean, so. So give her a shot. I know there's a lot of games coming out this time of year right now. So it's just like if you need something that uh, fits that type of need and that type of itch. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to it after my uh, three days of Spider-Man buffet I'm going to go through. But we'll I'll, I'll, we'll definitely talk about next episode between me, my playthrough, your playthrough, Desmond, and see how we're both doing on the game. So. Also, my uh, gaming, uh, since we have uh, last recorded, a lot of um, RetroPie uh, goodness on there. So our friend Nick, pretty much he's a retro game enthusiast. He, he basically loves playing old games. In fact, he built himself, a, he took an X-Men versus Street Fighter cabinet and put a computer inside put uh, retro uh, programs on there and basically has emulated a ton of old arcade games. And so um, he built each of us a Raspberry Pi with a bunch of emulators on it. In fact, uh, he took it upon himself to you know, customize it for our needs and wants, at least my needs. At least he threw on some uh, uh, MSX uh, games on there, which is MSX is an old computer from the 80s that Microsoft ran with a bunch of Japanese manufacturers like Konami. Granted, I mean, it's nothing I've ever played before, and I know it requires a mouse, uh, not a mouse, a keyboard, to be able to play some of those old games. But uh, um, 
between going to Knicks and, and hanging out and uh, also playing around with the RetroPie at that Casa, I've been playing some old games. And so uh, one of the old games I played with Nick on his cabinet was uh, Total Carnage. And Total Carnage kind of brought me into that, like, you know, Smash TV. Uh, it was a sequel to Smash TV, TV that was brought out, like, in 1992, 1993. Total Carnage! <laughs> yes. <laughs> that game was so, so cool. So that, that game was, it was a quarter sucker. I never completed it. And I'll probably, I don't know, we'll see with the retro pie whether I have That's a nice patient. way of saying it. A quarter sucker. All those fucking arcade games are quarter suckers. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I know, but Total Carnage was the worst, man. I mean, literally, I'd, I'd get five dollars worth of tokens and didn't get past like the the like the first stage or beginning of the second stage. In fact, the game knew it well because it had password support. What arcade games had password support, so you could actually resume your playthrough uh, coming back like a, a day a week later or something to be able to resume from where you're at. You know, it's just totally brutal. But that's uh, actually pretty nice of them to do that. I know. Um, other games I've been playing on there, of course, uh, I've gone to Knicks quite a bit. Um, played like Warriors of Fate a couple times, all the way through, which is an old Capcom beat 'em up side scroller based on the uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, and my mo- most recent visit to Knicks, we kind of powered up and we're, we're I was watching some of the Sega CD emulators and. Uh, uh, checking out Snatcher and Sonic CD, and then we uh, got in and completed a full game of Crude Buster, which is an old Data East side-scrolling beat 'em up that had just totally like just uh, you know just off the wall wacky like two two characters that look like they're all buff and flexing the whole damn time and remind remind me of the Nasty Boys from WCW back in the early '90s if you remember that wonderful tag team duo you know basically so I met those guys. <laughs> were, were, they, awesome. were they as na- were they as nasty in person as <laughs> no they were just like these big a big you couldn't tell if they were chunky or yoked uh dudes <laughs> they had rented some town cars from our company from a uh, budget rent a car and uh, i had a one of the one of the buddy one i didn't know they were there but <laughs> had a friend who worked at one of the other companies he literally ran to where I was working, it's like, dude, the nasty boys are in the airport. So we got in the car. I had to take a car up there, and it just so happened it was for them. So <laughs> they were cool. They're coming right to Sound Arena to do some <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, I had a roommate that met the, I don't even know the name of the tag team, but these two crazy Aussie guys, I don't know what the name of that tag team Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers were yeah, at some random. Luke and, ta- Luke and Dutch, come on. <laughs> yeah, they are at some random Taco Bell, and they said they were, he said they were a bunch of assholes. So, I mean, <laughs> of course, they're like, we're the Bushwhackers, we ain't got no teeth. Arr. Sitting there at a random Taco Bell, like eating a bean burrito, you know, obviously, because since they have no teeth, you know, obviously they have to get this. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I digress. Let's back to the retro pie. Um, yeah, we finished Crude Buster up. That uh, was the fun. Some of the, you know, you know, the last level is always going to be an effing boss rush. So <laughs> we got through that. <laughs> Uh, as every beat em up in the 90s was designed that way. So you, know, you can't slight Data East for that. You know, that's where that's the optimum of the quarter sucking age, you know, where they're going to just uh, extract every last dollar from your wallet, every last quarter from your pocket. So, but uh, uh, me and Nick also got into a quite heated um, 17 round hole of 
Neo Geo Turf Masters, which ultimately he sunk a putt from like 30 feet away, 30 yards away that uh, confirmed his win. And I didn't think he would pull it off. I was trying to aim for my comeback, but uh, we were definitely angling for a rematch <laughs> soon on there. But uh, playing old arcade games kind of got me uh, into a mode to play some old arcade games on my uh, PS4. So um, I was been playing around with Pang Adventures was basically uh, Super Buster Brothers um, with another name and uh, Pang is the name that was known in Europe and Japan on there so I've gone back to that game I think Super Buster Brothers and with the bubble you're basically bursting a bunch of bubbles with a gun with a uh, like a hook on it and um, you know, it's a two player game and I just feel that that puzzle gameplay is something for me if I'm going to want to play a game for 5-10 minutes is something I want to like just uh, you know play something real quick it's it just scratches that itch and then um also been playing next machina it's like that game from housemark that kind of was really enthusiastic about but i did not play when it came out even though i bought it and i'm getting back into it um twin stick shooter very fast pace um you know i feel bad that it didn't take off as well as it did for housemark enough so that they're now developing a uh Battle Royale game line along with every other developer in the world. So it just kind of brings a tear to my eye. But uh, you should definitely check it out if you have a chance. Um, I think, you know, the the meat of playing any game like that is in the score chase and to be able to get better, find the hidden areas, and uh, just to get better at the game itself. So that's a... I've been dabbling with, you know, usually play 10, 15 minutes a day. And whenever I sit down and play games, that's something I might tr- play first before I get into my main meat. It's like my appetizer before my main course, you know, per se. So, um, Also for our backlog bonanza we talked about last episode that long ago, I played some Darksiders, but uh, <laughs> haven't gotten back to it after playing it for a little bit uh, a few weeks ago on there. So I think that segment... <laughs> of our shows probably uh here and there we might we might decide if we're all committed enough to maybe find one game in our backlog to play but uh right now i think what you guys also kind of fired it up a little bit right darksiders mm-hmm. yeah and i'm actually pretty far um i'm i'm just in this part where i just have to i got to remember how i got through this this maze but I mean, I didn't think Darksiders was a bad game. It's just just a Zelda clone. Yeah. I know you you bought it, right? I think it was a hot like two dollars, right, Desmond? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was like a dollar ninety nine, and I was like, "Yay!" and I bought it. And I played it for a while, a couple hours, and I was done. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Had enough. Yeah, I'll, I want to go back to it. You know, to me, it's just like I went back to it like maybe about a week, week and a half ago after playing it like a couple weeks prior. And then I was, uh, you know, having to play around for that first five minutes trying to remember what my move set was. You know, So I think a game like that might be beneficial to just if you're going to play it, to you know, make sure that you keep plugging in at it and that way the game systems don't go away after a couple weeks layoffs. I, I hate when I have to go back to a game a couple months uh, afterwards and figure out where did I save, where, where am I at, what am I doing kind of thing. So so if I'm going to play through this game, I want to be able to dedicate my full time to just do a complete playthrough without any gaps and, and 
gameplay. So I'll probably wait until I'm fully settled in my new Casa and then you know, I could work on my backlog and get my dry erase board up and be all serious about knocking some games out. So, <laughs> but uh, this ends my long convoluted what I've been playing segment. Uh, Desmond, what have you been playing besides what we talked about? So uh, far? Well, I've not been paying, playing my retro pie, but uh, Joe has been playing it. So <laughs> I'm sure it's been fun, right, Joe? Of course, we had to test it out because mm-hmm. uh, Nick put it in a new case. With uh, mm-hmm. he, he actually used the thermal paste for the first time on a RetroPie build that he had. So, mm-hmm. so he's kind of leery about it. In fact, it, it uh, reset it a couple times. So that's why, you know, it's it's in Fresno, Desmond. I mean, if you want to come down and get there, or you want <laughs> me to ship it to you, I know where you live. Mm-hmm. You know, I I could pay post. Is that a, is that a threat, buddy? Just kidding, just kidding. No. <laughs> So, so the only games that I've been playing really have been uh, Divinity Two because it's amazing, uh, Spider Man, which you know I'm a huge comic book fan. I've been waiting for Spider Man. It it was my it was my pick of the year when we started. You know my most anticipated game. Uh, it is delivering. I'm really excited for it. Um, probably later today I'm gonna pop in um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tales of Elusive yeah. Age. Just to kind of see what, just to kind of play the opening and see what's going on. Um, so those three games are probably going to be the ones that that I rotate around. Um, I think Spider Man is just going to be the one that I actually stick and beat. I know people were kind of angry, somewhat angry about it because they were saying like, "Oh, it's too short" or something like that, or it's it's like twenty five hours or something like that. People were like, ah, or whatever. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm again. I'm I'm just playing it. I'm just exploring. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far. So we'll we'll just see how it goes. You know, I refuse to just kind of. I'm just gonna like I I'm just gonna play the game. You know, and if it's you know, and we'll and we'll see it from there. You know, I I it, I've been enjoying what I've been playing, and I, and I think that a game's length should not determine its value or 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 it's or the amount of experience or fun that 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 you can have you know is 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 my thing so so we'll see we we will we will see what 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 that's about but those are the only things that i've been playing aside from like you know homework um that's a yeah you can't kill me with that dragon oh i'm sorry sorry desmond go ahead no, I'm just saying, like it's it's a horrible game, homework. But you know, I gotta I gotta do it. You know, so yes. But I know I I know I'm killing you. I was, I was you know because 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 what's happening with your copy of Dragon Age or Dra- Dragon, Dragon Qu- of a uh, of a uh, of Dragon Quest? I mean, I I, I gotta know what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. Uh, Square Enix hasn't shipped it yet. Uh, Square Enix uh, deals with this particular vendor that uh, runs their uh, online store. Uh, they're called Scalefast. And they are like a rinky dinky piece of stinky. I mean, they're like horrible. And they also run the Namco Bandai store. And uh, so I'm a big Dragon Quest fan. I think you guys know I talked about Dragon Quest quite a bit. Yeah, I ordered the collector's edition, which is $149. I also got like other doodads with it. I paid for the super the fastest shipping as well, which I paid like have $20. It. He got to have it. He got to have it. Between tax and shipping, it came out to like $185. Jeez. Okay. Mm. But, 
knowing and the you still don't have it i still do not have it <laughs> sorry to oh, not. like that that's sad i i read online and basically the people that have already received their orders is people that have already ordered the game might have ordered it after i did i ordered it within a week when it got first announced and uh, what they were doing is that they were shipping uh, the orders with the slowest shipping first so that that they would get the game on time or get the game within this reasonable amount of time on there so when it came down to getting to the people that requested priority shipping um i sent a couple trouble tickets in they were not responding it literally they took almost a week to respond to my first ticket no update on the website I have no idea whether this thing went through it. They already charged my credit card a month ago. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> um, finally, I got on Twitter and I was just uh, kind of shit posting a bit. I hate to say it, but I got a response from them and got me in contact with Square Enix uh, Store's customer service, which happened to say, oh, we're understaffed. We're so sorry we haven't gotten back to you. And due to overwhelming success of Dragon Quest Eleven, unfortunately, we ran out of <laughs> copies. So we don't know when we're going to send it, but it's compensation. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You paid for this. I know. They, I charged, your, they charged your card. Yeah. And they ran out. Yeah, they ran out. Oh, hail to the devil. <laughs> uh, how do I feel about this? I, I'm, it made my week part of this and other crap at work. Just, just a big ball of doo-doo, you know, basically. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and, you know, I've just been checking the damn website every day. I've been checking my email every day. And I don't know when I'm going to get this Dragon Quest 11. Now they'd have to give me my money back. I could ask for my money back, but I, yeah. I want that collector's edition. He's, he's so. just like, no, I need it. I need that collector's edition. I don't know, but I'm, I'm with Kevin I, on they that. They can keep that collection. I know. Uh, you know, the, the reasonable part of me um, would want to cancel. I mean, it, but it comes with a soundtrack and a steel book and an art book. And so it's like all the things I wanted. I looked online on eBay and it's going for two fifty, three hundred bucks. Obviously, they're sold out. But uh, you know, it's just responsibilities of these damn game companies to run a freaking online store that actually has proper customer service, doesn't sell out of things that they don't have on there. Is you know, if they kept it on the website too long and they uh, didn't have enough copies. Published by Sony, oh, guess what? You know, you need to keep an eye on this crap and make sure that everything is done proper because you're having people, your most dedicated fans, ordering this stuff, waiting unnecessarily for you to come around and ship this crap. And not only that, the Square Enix store, I mean, the this cheapest shipping method, they charge $9 to ship a fucking game, a game case and a CD. I mean... Usually retailers like you know Amazon or Best Buy, it's like two three bucks. It's like a it's a bubble envelope for God's sake. They charge nine dollars to ship just one PlayStation Four game. You know, and granted, this collector's edition is way larger than that, and it's just it's just goes to show. I mean, um, these game companies, if they're going to have official stores, have it done proper. You know, mm-hmm. I went to the uh, the Scale Fastest website talking about about all the great things that they've done for their partners and which include like Sega, Square Enix, uh Bandai Namco and I bet what you What have you done for me lately? You Nothing. know it. 
you know. I, I should cancel it, but I'm going to be patient. I'm, I'm, You're a better man than me. I'd say give me my money back right now. I, I, could, I, I could cancel my order anytime right now. Um, it's still in the process right now, but I don't even want to have to deal with them charging back my credit card because knowing them, they'll probably take a year and a day to do that too. So I've read other people that had similar things ordering stuff like Final Fantasy 14 Collector's Editions and so on and so forth. So on that so uh just a bitter beer face about the whole dragon quest thing so hopefully i, I get to play it sometime maybe in october who knows well, we'll see when this how, ship... how about this buddy i'll play it i'll send you some t- i'll tweet about it i'll send you some snapshots of me enjoying it and then you can just live vicariously through me oh great <laughs> oh, God. oh here and here's what i'll do though and, I, and i'll put my phone up to it and i'll record it as i'm playing that we can have the soundtrack Oh, wow. Good deal. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll even make the soundtrack even worse because I don't know if you know about Dragon Quest Eleven, but uh, the composer of the game refuses to have CD-quality audio for the game. It's a uh, written MIDI tracks because of the fact that he wants to be able to sell his soundtracks with the orchestrated recordings of it. So the game is suffering because of that particular reason. So. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and this, this guy is in his uh, mid-80s. He is very conservative. Um, he's anti-gay. He is um, go out going out to say in the Japanese press about this or that, you know. So a lot of people, Dragon Quest fans, are waiting for this guy to kick the bucket so they actually go <laughs> to a different composer, and that way he's not putting all these uh, restrictions and things about releasing the game. And literally, if you l- listen to the music in the game, it's practically the same music that's in Dragon Quest five, six, and eight. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's pretty much it's iconic. It's an iconic sound. Yeah, whether you know you have an iconic soundtrack like Final Fantasy VII or something, you don't repeat the same down soundtrack for every effing game you release. I mean, no, 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 no. I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. But I can remember there's certain things there's certain things about about those games that or those soundtracks that that just kind of speaks. It's like uh, the. well, of course, the the wind theme, you know that thing. Like you have to have that. Like in Zelda, yeah, in Zelda. Yeah, and same thing in Zelda when you open a chest. I mean, there's certain things that you just have to have, right? Yeah, I understand. I understand. I some PC people have been working on the Steam version. They're wanting to get in there and put the orchestrated soundtrack in there from the Japan like soundtrack release. So we'll see if they're able to get that and get that inserted in there who knows maybe i'll even though i'll buy the ps4 collector's edition i'll play the steam version instead so so we'll see also another game we haven't talked about in which i'm gonna fly a fire right now is that i bought strange brigade i know you bought strange brigade too kevin mm-hmm. just with I have everything not. coming out i have not had a chance to even play it and i kind of feel sad because i know the game's kind of come out in a busy release window so that's another game i'm thinking uh um, we want to all get to so, and I know we're still talking about what you've been playing, Desmond. So, but <laughs> no, anything that's else? Pretty much playing? it. I mean, that's honestly right. pretty much it. I've just been playing Divinity. It's been it's it's been such a great game. You know, I come home, I read a book. You know, I read, read do my readings for for class. I play that game and go to bed. Try it over again. It's a great game. You know, now now that it's been replaced by Spider Man, and probably soon it'll be replaced by Dragon Quest. So I, I'm I'm really excited. My September has been amazing so far w- w- with regards to games, of course. But but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Kevin, what have you been playing aside from Destiny? <laughs> 
Uh, well, I've been I completed Project X Zone Two. Uh, played exclusively at work. Uh, ran in at seventy six hours and some change. So, uh, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that game. It, it's just, you know, when you got you know Morgan and Dante and Chris Redfield. You know, in the it teamed up with the Mishimas, you know, fighting this interdimensional threat, you know, which is basically some giant mech that is only that has half a body is <laughs> going to just destroy the universe. None of it makes any sense. It's crazy. It's nutty, but it, it's probably one of the most enjoyable RPG or JRPG games that I've played, you know, in a, from a, in a mobile standpoint, uh, from a, a pure enjoyment standpoint, I'd put it right up there with persona, uh, golden, not from a story, but just from the amount of fun that I had with it. You know, persona, persona, persona Four golden isn't a class by itself, you know, overall, but just as far as fun, Man, I the project Project X Zone Two was just just phenomenal. So thoroughly enjoyed that. Played that on the on the 2DS. Um, I've also been playing some Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, not as much as I had hoped to because of my uh, both pre and post uh, Forsaken Destiny play, but. The neat thing that uh, I have been able to do because because of that is I bought a new fight stick, and um, not that I need an excuse to buy a new fight stick. I I, I probably do have a problem with that, but I picked up the uh, Comba Dragon, and I'll just go ahead and say it's probably unless you're going to go with a with a purely custom setup. I think it's probably the best fight stick on the market right now. It, it's from a build quality to uh, aesthetic uh, presentation. It, it's just it's it's freaking awesome. A um, couple of things if you're look if you're in if you uh, that sounds interesting to you. A uh, couple of things you're going to need to know off the bat because it's not going to be for everybody. Number one. Uh, it's expensive. Uh, when the stick first launched new, it came in at over $300. Uh, this stick has been on the market for, I want to say, close to two years. Might be a little bit less. Um, I picked it up slightly used on Amazon Marketplace, or Amazon Warehouse, rather, for 245 which is still a lot of money. <laughs> um Another thing you're going to have to be prepared for is the dimensions of the stick itself. It's almost 20 inches long, uh, a little over five inches wide, and I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 12 inches, 12 inches wide, and it is uh, five and a half inches tall, and it also weighs almost 12 pounds. So uh, the whole case is made out of aluminum uh on top of that aluminum case 
is piano glass where your buttons and your and your joystick are it, it is ac- absolutely beautiful when you when you look at when you look at it but you know if you're someone who goes to tournaments you you probably don't want to lug around an almost 12 pound uh <laughs> arcade stick with you but um so there, there, there is that to consider. Me personally, um, I, I like a hefty stick, giggity giggity. Um, it, 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 it suits my, it suits my, my play style uh, perfectly. I like, I like, you know, something that that's not going to move. And by the way, this thing has uh, grip pads. I mean, your table will shake apart before this thing <laughs> moves an inch. Uh, it, it is just uh, the level of construction with this product is is second to none. Like I said, if you want to get if you want to go better, you're probably looking at a completely custom build. Uh, it's also probably the one of the easiest sticks to modify since the uh, what they call the Mad Cats Pro sticks came out. Uh, they have these two heavy clips on the front. And you just lift them up. There is a piece of plexiglass on the underside where your control, when your control stick and buttons are. Everything is mapped out. It tells you what the connect, where the connections are. Everything is uh, uh, zip tied together. Modifying is a is super simple. But I've I have it. I, I'm sure there are some people out there that have done that, done it, but. Most people that own this stick don't modify it at all because it it's the it it would throw the aesthetic off too much. They combo really put their uh, put their foot in it when as far as design, it's very simple, very um, uh, very pleasing to the eye, and that that black piano glass just just sets it up just perfect. And because it's piano glass, it's going to be a fingerprint magnet. But you know that's what that's what Windex is for. <laughs> um, it is JLF stick, Senwa buttons, uh, arcade Japanese arcade parts, and, and it is it is just a phenomenal a phenomenal stick. Um, the only modification that I made to it is that I switched. Uh, from the square gate to an eight-way gate for for the control stick because uh, I'm I'm one of the, I'm one of those fighting game players. I, I <laughs> you know call it a crutch if you want to, but I like the eight-way sticks better. Um, and, and and it's just been a phenomenal phenomenal controller. Um, the smartest the smart choice would probably be the Obsidian. Which is got the got the same parts, not as easily moddable. Um, it has the uh, the neat little it has a neat little LED display that comes up uh, whenever you you know hit a button or something like that. It's a lot lighter, uh, it, and it's just as good from a quality build, um, just about as the the dragon. The dragon is definitely overkill, but if if you're looking for a high-end arcade stick, um, the Combat Dragon, I couldn't recommend it any higher. It's it's just it is just a fantastic product. Uh, I wouldn't take it to a tournament. 
because I don't want to lug around something that heavy all day. But uh, it, it is freaking amazing uh, product. So I'm really digging that. Um, playing Dragon Ball with it. Um, I've been enjoying some of the DLC characters, and I and the last, actually the second to last uh, DLC characters that have come out uh, just before this first season comes to an end. Uh, cooler, cooler, and I think Android Android Seventeen are supposed to be dropping uh, at the end of this month. Uh, but I've been really enjoying uh, base Goku and base Vegeta. I, I know a lot of people who are fans of the game were kind of poo-pooing it, but they've really gone above and beyond to make sure that the different variations of Goku and Vegeta are not just uh, palette swaps. They they truly do all of them play differently from each other, and I do appreciate that. Um, Base Goku, his special he, for his special he has the Kaioken uh, from Dragon Ball Z, and it's the way it's implemented is really dope. Uh, and Base Goku takes some takes some some time to really put a team together that is effective for him because his level three is a spirit bomb, and it takes for uh, and all this stuff makes sense if you watch the show or are familiar with the game. So. I know you two don't, so <laughs> I won't go into too much detail about it. But um, the spirit bomb takes a long time to uh, for the move to execute, and I think it's probably the longest level uh, level three super in the game as far as execution. So you really need to either build a team that's going to allow him to combo into it, or you're going to have to adopt a play style with him which will allow him to set it up for himself uh, there's a couple ways that you do that with base Coop, with base Goku and base Vegeta is just like a, a rushed down monster similar style to the uh, uh, Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan uh, Vegeta and Super Saiyan Vegeta that's, that's already playable in the game and um but I think his, uh, I think some of his normals come out a little bit quicker than the other two versions of himself. Uh, his level three is like he sends up this massive, uh, <laughs> this massive uh, key, like straight up into the air, and consumes whatever is in his path. It, it, it's pretty cool the way that they've uh, done him and his rushdown and mix up on approach is vicious. Uh, so I've kind of sort of been been utilizing him in the lab a little bit. I still haven't got online with the game because I still haven't got a team <laughs> that I'm 100% uh, confident in before I start jumping in there and uh, trying to get trying to mix it up. So, but I've been thoroughly enjoying uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters rather. And hopefully my time with Destiny doesn't impede on my Dragon Ball too much. I have a feeling that it will, though. But uh, <laughs> which means I'll have to relearn all my muscle memory again. But is what it is. Um, also, I've also been playing uh, the re doing the Retro Pie since our last show. Um, I have been playing on, on the Retro Pie. Believe it or not, uh, I played that that crude dudes. 
game that you mentioned, Joe. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Dynamite Duke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that from back in the day? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Played that on Genesis too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hit up a little Dynamite Duke, and I also hit up a little bit of uh, oh gosh, um, uh, believe it or not, Burger Time. Um, I'm kind of a big fan of Burger Time. I have, uh, I think, I have like three copies of Burger Time for in television. I don't. I don't even remember how I wound up with so many copies of it. <laughs> uh, I never played it in the arcade. Um, never played it in the arcade. I never oh, yeah, played yeah. it in the arcade. My first experience with Burger Time was on the Intellivision. That's where I really started having. That's where I was first exposed to it. I knew there was an arcade version of it because I used to watch this show called Starcade. And Burger Time was one of the, was one of the games that they showcased on that uh, game show, but I never played it in the arcade. But uh, kind of cool to be able to to jump into it and play it and play it on the RetroPie, which is pretty dope. Um, and I think that just about does it for me. Oh, um, another game I played uh, was uh, my uh, the Steam account hat game. Uh, my Steam account got compromised, so yeah, I forgot about that. Oof. Yeah, and that was a pain in the butt trying to get resolved. Um, whoever compromised it changed up everything. And folks, this is you know public service announcement from Shonuf. I don't have no credit cards attached to none of these boxes. Not on any console. Not on my PC. As far as you know, for Steam, I'm thankful that i didn't because these guys changed up everything and um i wasn't aware that there was a you know what do they call it two-step authorization or three-step off whatever they call that uh, uh, th- yeah through the uh through the steam app uh through the steam mobile app and they got in, and uh, my guess is that they thought that there was going to be some credit cards attached to it. So, and because there weren't, they just, you know, made logging into my account, you know, impossible. So I finally got all that straightened out, uh, turned on my my two step authorization. But uh, yeah, for as I will never have an actual credit card attached to any of these boxes because of stuff like this. Um, that could have been a real problem <laughs> because I, I have had uh, credit cards compromised in the past and it, it's a pain in the butt to get resolved. So, yeah, I had to play that game too. Um, and it was the worst game <laughs> that I've played since our last recording of the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think that'll just about do it for me. So uh, I guess we're going to jump into a little bit of uh, what's been going on in game news. So, Joe, why don't you take it away for us, man? Okay. Yeah, I got a few things I want to cover. We'll go and go over those real quick. Uh, one thing that kind of caught my eye a little bit reading is that um, Nintendo has their uh, upcoming online um, c- account that's coming up this month. That's uh, going to cost, uh, I believe, like twenty to thirty bucks. I don't have the exact cost 
in front of me, but uh, one of the things that it was going to introduce and will be introducing is some cloud saves finally for the Switch on there. But Nintendo has stated that there is going to be some Switch games that do not support cloud saves to quote-unquote ensure fair play, Nintendo has said. So um, basically they said that uh, cloud saves in some games would make it possible to regain items traded to other players or cheat when it comes to online player multiplayer ranking. So um, they're stating that the vast majority of Nintendo Switch games will support cloud uh, save data, cloud backup. Certain games this feature will make it possible to um, like I just stated, you know, trading games to other players or revert to a higher online multiplayer ranking that had been lost to ensure fair play data, uh, save data cloud backup will not be enabled for such games. So they have announced that games like FIFA 19, Dark Souls Remastered, Splatoon 2 um, will not have cloud save backup on there. So. Uh, Nintendo's explanation, everyone's kind of scratching their head a little bit because, you know, obviously on FIFA 19 and Dark Souls Remastered, those both of those games support cloud saving on both the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So, so my opinion, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to take my Switch online. I don't own Splatoon 2. Um, I do have Mario Kart. I have a few other games in the repertoire. I know the upcoming Pokemon games will not be saving cloud saving as well. So don't know about this cloud saving business. I mean, it's something to, I think that should be automatic and nothing that I have to per se pay for. I know with both Xbox one and, and PS4 that that's part of plus, you know, part of PS4 plus or Xbox uh, live to be able to support cloud saves. So what do you guys feel about uh, this lack or modification of cloud saving for this Nintendo online account? It's Nintendo. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Just what they do, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, at my here's here's my here's my thing. As long as they create some type of a structure where my downloadable content is attached to an account and not the console. That's really all I, I, I'm ex- I expect from them. If they can do that, I'm cool. Everything else, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really I don't really go to Nintendo for my online gaming needs. Uh, granted, I mean, there might be a game, and people love Splatoon 2, Mario Kart, you know, so. Well, you can play those online now. I know, but once the online account comes out, ha, 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 you can't play online anymore without paying them the 20 bucks a year uh, for their online account. Yeah. So. Which, you know, if, if they could just lock it to an account, you know, that's just really all I, I need from them. Yeah, I'm not sure with this uh, upcoming um, online account whether they're going to go to an account-based system versus a system you know, because right now on the Wii U, on the 3DS, everything's locked to that system. So basically, if you happen to lose your system, you have to call Nintendo to get your license transferred. It doesn't happen happen automatically. Like if you buy a new PlayStation 4 Pro or Xbox One, you just throw your account on there and re-download your games. But you can't do that on Nintendo consoles. And uh, I'm not sure if this is going to allow that capability for Switch or not. I'll have to maybe research and get back because... 
it's been ridiculous and it's still ridiculous that Nintendo hasn't come up with an account-based system. I mean, Sony's had it, uh, Microsoft's had it since PS3 and uh, Xbox 360. So it's like, uh, uh, get with the times, Nintendo. So. Yep. And I won't be buying any downloadable content on the Switch until they get that resolved. Yeah. You happen to lose your Switch, guess what? Too bad, so sad, you know, yeah. so. Also, um, there was another article I thought was kind of interesting to talk about a little bit, and it's about our favorite game, Destiny 2, on there. So with everything that's been kind of updated in Forsaken, um, there's still an issue with shaders, you know. And to me, a lot of Destiny 2 players have said that shaders are kind of inconsequential and at at the best annoying, you know, I think... Destiny, Bungie really needs to take a look to see if you can make uh, the shaders not as a consumable anymore, uh, but to make it a just a, a, how it worked in Destiny One, where you're able to you know just to have a shader permanently once obtaining the said shader, as opposed to having uh, inventory bursting with shaders on there. Because a lot of times my thing is that I have to go to my postmaster. I'm getting shaders and I'm already full of space. Mm-hmm. On there, um, they found out in August 2018 that Destiny 2 players had collectively spent 25 years deleting shaders. You can believe that? <laughs> I can believe it. So I can got, I. My shader, my shaders are full right now. It's annoying. Uh, that was the one yeah. thing about it. It's like just just let us have the shaders, please. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So basically, um, throughout, and this is a statistic from August of 2018, uh, Destiny 2 players have deleted a total of 807 million shaders. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so it's just, um, they've added with Forsaken the ability to mass recycle shaders via, via Master Rahul going to the Cryptarch. I haven't done that yet on there, but. The problem is, is that, you know, you're going through the content every time you pick up shaders. You, it's like, you know, I don't want to have 150 shaders of one particular color. <laughs> I mean, I don't need that. I don't want that, you know. So, um, you know, um, it should be a fun aspect of the game. But instead of being a fun aspect of the game as far as gaining these shaders, it's just a big freaking chore <laughs> on their so it's yep. not a fun thing to do so um, I'm hoping that they finally get with the times and even though I can mass delete the shaders now um, I don't want to deal with it I don't care about going through every shade <laughs> every shader I have available to be able to reshade my uh, weapons you know I, I appreciate the fact that you can you know now color your gun something different from your armor or something like you know because destiny one i believe when you threw on a shader it um basically geared up everything in your inventory with that particular shade so on there so i I like the fact that you can mix and match but at the same time it's like come on man just give me (laughs) i don't want to collect these they're annoying i don't know how you've been feeling about shaders kevin still but uh yeah they're a pain in the butt you know, yeah, I'm glad you can mass delete them now. Uh, so I've been doing that, but yeah, they're still a pain. I, and, and there's something else: the fact that you have to pay in Glimmer to apply the shader, lame. And the price of that has gone up. It's it's now, uh, at least the weapons that I have, some of them they want like seven 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 K Glimmer 
That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to color your You should weapon. be color whatever you want for free. No cost. Yeah. yeah. It's lame. I don't know. Uh, they should make them unlockable just like emblems, emotes, sparrows, and ships. I mean, make yep. them infinite use. Uh, no. Put put the experience back in the user's hands as opposed to making the user suffer. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Desmond? Or are you just like, ah, 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 same crap. I know you know. It's probably, probably one of the reasons same why crap. you don't even want to come back to Destiny 2 is because same of crap. Yeah. Same crap. But, Sorry. I just, I'm like, it's annoying. You know, just let us have what we want, you know. But no. They're like, no. Oh. They, they thought it actually was a feature, so, you know, getting all these shaders. I thought it so. was a feature. <laughs> yeah, they thought, they thought they were enhancing the game from Destiny 1 by doing this, so. No, they they knew what they were doing. Don't yeah. <laughs> tell you that, oh, we were we were trying to enhance it. We thought, oh, you guys are, you guys love to play, do this stuff with this. This is amazing. No. No. Okay. All right, other news this week, um, Capcom has announced that a new seasonal event will start in Monster Hunter World. It's going to start on uh, September 21st. It's called the Autumn Harvest Fest on there. So um, basically what you could do with this uh, particular festival is that nearly all the challenge and event quests that were available in the past months will now be available again for your use, including like you know the DMC uh, quests from months ago, probably the Final Fantasy quest as well on there um they're also going to get login bonuses including two lucky vouchers for the duration of the event on top of autumn harvest tickets on there and of course you will be able to get a mischievous dress for your handler and poogie's pumpkin revenge outfit on that so um and so i don't know if you guys have thought about playing monster Hunter world again i know um one of our listeners surgeon fire jason um he wound up getting his save deleted and so you know um he was thinking about playing the game from scratch and and so much so that me and desmond created a new character but of course with everything on our plate right now it's like i don't know if i want to go back and play monster Hunter world right the second or not but uh there might be something for us to um and go back to and if any other listeners out there are maybe in the same boat maybe haven't played as much monster Hunter world on there, or maybe you want to start with us on a new playthrough and then get the uh, gaming vessels uh, uh, guild going up again a little bit, you know. Um, just let us know and see what, what happens. Are, are any of you two interested in going back to Monster Hunter World, or are we waiting for uh, maybe a G version to drop? I got a question. Um, are any of you guys surprised that at least, at least personally, Monster Hunter just doesn't seem to have the, like the the pull, the legs, the leg pull to keep bringing you back. Because I, I thought it was going to be like another destiny for me because I thoroughly enjoyed my initial run through as much frustration as I expressed <laughs> about it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I just haven't had a desire to go back to it since I completed the campaign. What about you guys? Do you guys... Uh... In a similar situation, or some? I mean, I I can I I understand what you're saying, and I can kind of feel it too. But it was fun to to pop in and, and play, um, and play it. It just was one of those things where I needed to to step away from it. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the content that they that they were adding or the stuff that they were doing just wasn't just wasn't like you know 
enough to 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 bring us in because I'm I'm I I'm kind of there with you, Kevin. Unfortunately, like I want to I want to do it. I want to play the game. And and when and when I went back to to doing it and playing it with Surging and Joe, I was like, you know, this is not bad. But at the same time, it's 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 I don't know. There, I don't know if there's anything compelling to 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 bring me to bring me back like you were saying i guess i know that people that play a high rank play they are just writing a bunch of tempered quest and um but, but i don't i don't know what the end result or the reward of playing it other than just to keep mastering your weapon keep leveling up your gear and uh kind of the old rinse and repeat kind of thing about it because you know i haven't beat the game myself uh, I was stuck at one of the Elder Dragons uh, before, before all my divorce and everything happened. So I kind of put the game down. I know my ex-wife is uh, deep into the upper echelon. You know, maybe something to ask her at some point. But <laughs> good. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm just wanting some. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to go and circle back and do the Final Fantasy XIV stuff and the play against new monsters and new event quests, but I'm hoping that they actually bring, you know, some excitement like they did back when the Devil Joe came out. Remember when we were all excited when the Devil Joe was invading the game world and kind of doing something similar to that, other than just like oh, of you know, like a game centered like you know crossover that kind of thing, where it's just stuck as uh, um, bounties, you know, or as far as um, you know. Uh, challenge quest or event quest. I want something that's actually going to interject in the game and change the game up a little bit, you know. So I don't think Capcom's adding that in the mix. I'm hoping that at Tokyo Game Show they maybe announce like some sort of structure where they're going to, you know, bring out the the G version of Monster Hunter World either with a, a paid expansion or just uh, free online content for the game. So we'll have to see uh, what happens on there. So. I like the idea of having like your world invaded by different monsters and like maybe kind of build those into like a bounty structure of some sort, some sort, like maybe have it where these new powerful monsters are, you know, damaging the ecosystem in some way and, you know, maybe introducing either some new weapons or some new gems that you're going to need to acquire or or build up in order to uh, better deal with that. Uh, you know, if they would do stuff like that, I think that could that would be something I would find interesting to uh, to go back to. But I don't know. I just thought this. I, I, I just thought this game would have longer legs with me. Mm, I mean, I kind of feel you. At the same time, I'm like, I'm trying, and I went back and I was was playing it with with surgeon and i was like okay you know this could be cool i mean i'm not going to get rid of the game or anything oh, i'm going to keep not. it but uh, it would be nice to have that same draw that destiny has for me you know all things being equal <laughs> well maybe with the end game was it too much of a grind for you i think maybe um, that's why the end game i didn't well the stuff, the, because of the class that I was using, I was using the bow. Uh, I switched. Well, I was using two. I was using the charge blade and the bow. And the for me, some of those monsters, because I played most of the game solo. So maybe that maybe that was part of my problem. But yeah, um, 
when I got to those Elder Drag that that Elder Dragon, uh, uh, you know, last of the last of that group, the bow class after you complete it gets a gets it has access to a gem that changes everything. Um, I it's called the I forget what they call it, the it's just something bow gem, but basically it allows you to do more damage. Uh, in a faster um, and quicker amount of time, you know, when paired with your uh, those things that reduce your your uh, energy uh, usage output, and it just changes the way the, the in my opinion the, the way you use the bow. And it would have been cool if I could have got that earlier instead of after instead of the post game, you know, had give me something to shoot for. To prepare for that for that that end game run, let me have it. Let me earn it, and you know, let me, you know, let me let me run through it that way. Um, but you know, it, I I don't know. It's just I I I just figured as much fun that I had with this game that there would just be longer legs and be drawing me back into it. It's just not ha- it just has not happened. Uh, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, you know, some people have posted that the end game's kind of a boring kind of thing, you know, where you're just fighting tempered monsters and, and kind of grinding a little bit at the end and gaining a little bit more gear and that kind of thing. So, you know, we'll have to see um, if that's something that we do go back to. If I do go back to the game, I think I do want to go ahead and start fresh with Surgeon and, uh, you know, run a new character and... Uh, you know, because that's a game to me. I, I'm going in like I haven't played in a few months. Where you know, I think the systems I might need to start from scratch anyway. So, mm-hmm. on there, and the Autumn Festival might give me enough incentive to jump in there and and play at it. You know, so we'll see. Autumn so. Festival's a really good thing because you can go in. Like I was actually thinking about doing that. You know, just playing a little bit with the with the Autumn Festival or and and just kind of. That might be a way to like jump back in again. Yeah. You know? but... So, listeners, let us know what you think. If you're interested in Monster Hunter World, if you want to jump back in with us, and uh, maybe we'll make a game night uh, centered around playing Monster Hunter World. So, or just let us know if you think that you know that that you agree that that some of this stuff has been kind of like you know lackluster. You know, let us know. Good deal. All right, and then other news this week: um, THQ Nordic has purchased another franchise on there. They've been buying IP up left and right, and so the latest IP that they have purchased is the Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning IP on there. They have purchased uh, some assets, including the Kingdoms of Amalar uh, IP from Thirty Eight Studios on there. So. Um, more than likely, we'll probably be looking at an HD remaster of this game for modern consoles, at least, and hopefully, um, maybe a continuation of this game as well. I know that the game had kind of a sordid, like, kind of development cycle, and it was uh, developed by uh, this company named Thirty Eight Studios, which was also founded by Red Sox pitcher Kurt Schilling, which uh, unfortunately he has. Uh, <laughs> Quite deep-seated uh, um, 
political leanings and that kind of thing that offended people. But this was the game that's quote unquote bankrupted uh, the company and uh, fleeced the state of Rhode Island of a lot of money <laughs> in the end on there. I don't know if you guys picked up all the drama with that game when after it came out. This was originally the studio was founded to do, um, uh, release an MMO called Project Core. Norpius on there, but uh, they lost the rights to the state of Rhode Island on there, and they eventually are basically the ones that sold the IP over to THQ Nordic on there. So, but uh, there was some tweets, you know, online after this happened about some of the people that worked on the project, and they were happy that it got sold on there because there might be. Uh, instance, there might be a, a spark there, maybe. Of, and get some uh, more work. <laughs> That's why. It, like, hell yeah. Come on, hire me back. Let's do this. It's, it's like when uh, THQ Nordic, they picked up the Darksiders franchise, and uh, they eventually did circle back and pick up some of the people that developed uh, the original Darksiders 1 and 2 to work on Darksiders 3. And so, um, you know, or, you know, obviously THQ just re-released, like, you know, Red Faction Guerrilla, you know. On modern consoles on there you know they picked up you know saints row you know so um you know obviously they have quite a few developers and ip in their back catalog and so uh this is definitely a kingdoms of amalur has been like something that people have kind of appreciated in the past few years so we you know i've seen message boards talking about like when this game's going to come to xbox one backwards compatibility on there um that people enjoyed the game quite a bit i mean i've dabbled in the game i think about 30 hours on my pc and i think it's a really well-made game i thought at the time that um it really had a nice hook with the combat and everything and i I definitely think it it warrants at least a sequel in my opinion i don't know if you guys played this game way back when or not i did i played i did yeah i'd agree yeah i thought it was i thought it was uh a game that didn't get its fair share. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was an interesting take on an RPG, and it was an action RPG stuff. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind playing it again, and I'm looking forward to it. I really hope that the remaster edition is not super expensive. Please don't let it be super expensive. No, no. They've been pretty reasonable. <sighs> I mean, but, like Red well, Faction is like 30 bucks, you know. So, we'll have to see. So. so, just good news. Good news overall. I think the IP deserves a second shake, so also this week and in, in other games we have not played bought and none have not played uh, fighting ex lair for ps4 is getting free characters this week poem perna and volcano rosso are being released um this week along with a arcade mode for this game on that uh further tweaks and balance adjustments are also included in the most recent update so fans of the game are in for a treat on there so um if you're not familiar with fighting ex layer this is the game that's basically street fighter ex alpha <laughs> in um a different name without the uh ken and ryu and the street fighter characters on there but you have all your wonderful characters like skullomania and uh, uh dark and dark and uh what other characters uh cracker jack i think is in cracker jack well. cracker yeah. jack <laughs> yeah so I, I've always enjoyed this game. I bought this game. It's sitting on my PS4 right now. I have not loaded it up. So um, also too, I don't know if you guys know, but they did announce some DLC characters that will be coming. They announced it at Evo uh, back in the beginning of August, but uh, 
Terry Bogart's Terry? gonna yeah, Terry Bogart's coming over. You know, it's it's Terry Bogart as a man, not like Terry Bogart as a woman, like in yeah. the SNK gal fighters that just God, came out. Gosh, that that that, that still irks me. <laughs> Terry Bogart was a chick. Yeah, this is like you know, come on, y'all. This can we do better than that? But it's it's, it's what is it? it? Was it was Teresa Bogart? No, it's Terry. Like no, it's Terry. Oh, because Terry. Because Terry can be a girl's name too. Okay, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. Terry. Huh. Okay. Come on, sure. y'all. Sure. <laughs> uh, again, Whatever. again, kind of middling reviews as well. I, I didn't mean to bring SNK gal fighters into the mix, but I want to talk about fighting EX Slayer. So that's another game. I think me and Kevin, if we commit to it, maybe we'll go and play it. Did you buy the game, Kevin? I think you bought it, right? I have not bought it. I oh, okay. I bought uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Gotcha. And I think I'm going to trade that one back and get some PSN points and put to put toward uh, fighting X Slayer. Yeah, X Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Other news came out from PAX. You know, PAX happened a couple weeks ago. Um, EA had a panel for Anthem, and so they talked about a few things on that. So uh, during a panel at PAX East, Anthem executive producer Mark Dara. Uh, provided some clarifying information on how microtransactions will be implemented in the game. First of all, he explained that loot boxes will not be included at all. So That's he also con- continued to say that there will be some cosmetic items that you could pay for, but those will also be purchasable with currency earned in-game. Um, but you could also obviously pay to earn- get that currency as well. Then he also talked about additional story content. Uh, and he stated... For storytelling, we don't want to divide up the audience. We want people to experience the sto- same story at the same time. So none of that is going to be locked behind any sort of paywall on there. So uh, considering that Anthem uh, con- seems to be focused on providing additional stories on a regular basis, it looks like fans will have a lot to enjoy for free as the service continues after launch on there. So they also did announce that the game will be um, coming out on February 22nd on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and a demo will be coming out for the game on all platforms on February 1st on that. So And so there's some uh, new videos up there, new trailer that was shown at the show, and a new video showcasing the dialogue system in the game as well. So on that and um yeah i think for bioware this is kind of a different thing for them i know that they uh, also talked about in the panel as well that uh, that you know this is going to be something that's going to be not infused with anything from dragon age or mass effect that uh, this is its own universe and that they're uh, creating this game from scratch on there they're not going to add like elements from mass effect or dragon age in this game it's going to of course not because it's it's mass effect already (laughs) (laughs) i mean how they go sit here and say oh we're not going to add anything from mass effect when they strip down mass effect andromeda to make this game okay that's fine (laughs) come on now come on Uh-uh. That's wrong. That's wrong? Yeah, that's wrong of them. Hmm. No. Well, they were just making the fact that once they, if they do develop a new Mass Effect or develop a new Dragon Age, that's going to be, you know, its own beast, that they're not going to take anything that they've learned from developing Anthem, that that's um, going to be to where uh, maybe they'll take some things that they learned from developing it, but it's not going to be directly influenced on them. So, it already um, is. You understand that, right? I mean, this is some like 
marketing speech. Oh, it wasn't. We're not. We're not. It's nothing. You know, we're 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 going to do something completely different, and we're not going to. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, well, this I is a, I just don't a, believe him. Like, I, I this is a Twitter. This is a Twitter quote from Bioware general manager Casey Hudson on there, and basically his tweet states some weird stuff going around about how our future games will be influenced by Anthem. Of course, when we do a Dragon Age game, it will be designed from the ground up based on what Dragon Age should be. Same with Mass Effect. That's what they're stating on there. So, so I get it. Yeah. Anthem is a specific thing that's unique from our other IPs in many ways. What carries forward is what we learn about game design, which is a constant evolution. So so whether you want to take that as a bunch of smoke being blown up said ass, <laughs> it just depends yep. on that, you know. So but the circle back, I am excited for Anthem. I almost thought about pre ordering it uh, today and taking a look. On that, uh, what platform were you guys thinking about buying it for, or are we even thinking about getting it? I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna pre-order it though, but I'm gonna buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna pre. I'm, I'm probably gonna get it on the Xbox. I'm fine paying it on the Xbox. I don't care. Just let me know, <laughs> and I'll play it with y'all. So you know, you my crew that I run with. So just let me know what we're playing on. And I'll buy it. Okay. No, if you're gonna roll on Xbox One X, Kevin, I think I might do as well. You know, we'll see. Uh, this I'll is one play of the- something on it. Mine's still in the box, believe it or not. So I don't got it busted up. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) Waving that hi. How you doing? Have you played your Xbox in quite a bit of time, Desmond? Or is that initial lure kind of No, I'll still play it. It's a halfway house for dust bunnies. (laughs) I'll play it. It's just I mean PS4, come on now. I don't know if you guys saw, but I know Mixer was giving away a PlayStation 4 Spider-Man Pro. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> who who does that? Can, 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 I, can I just do a little a quick rant real quick about that? Go, go okay, I, I, I know some people are going to say, oh, oh, there goes Shonoff on his fanboy, you know, effery. Oh, no, no, not really. Look, this is the equivalent of, you know, a Ford dealership doing a raffle for a brand new Camaro. Why are you advertising and giving away your competitor's product? The company that's offering widgets, whose widget is selling a lot more than yours, you could have used this with all the Spider-Man hype. You could have used this to build up, you know, some kind of, I don't know if there's a Spider-Man game on, on backwards compat. You could have been pushing that. You could have been pushing Game Pass. You could have been pushing, you know, games with gold. You could have been pushing the X. Hey, how about we start selling some Xbox One Xs for, you know, can, can we do that? No, we're going to push the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man Pro. I, I mean, I don't know. This, this, this makes no business sense whatsoever and and i think this is why i I think this is why the push for crossplay is so important to them because they don't have anything they they are they are they made the mistake or they and it's not really a mistake because they're making their revenue is through the roof but they made the choice to roll with halo forza and gears and depend on third party to do everything else. 
and it's worked out for them as far as profits, but in the minds of the, but as far as numbers go, they're they're getting they're getting curb stomped, and it, I, I mean this I have never seen, <laughs> I have never seen anything like this in all my all my years in gaming. I mean, it, uh, I've seen it before myself. I, I mean, not not at, not to this level. I mean, this is different than having Atari games on you know, M Network and all that other stuff from back in the day. Yeah. This is straight shilling for your competition. This makes no effing sense. I'm sorry. Well, I know Mixer stated, and I know the person running their Twitter account stated that they also like to have PS4 streams on their um, platform, and that they do want to have a Mixer app for the PS4 at some point. You know, whether my, uh, Sony allows them to have a Mixer app on the PlayStation 4, I'd probably be a cold day in hell before that happened. But um, you know, that's it's like, hey, how about pushing your own product? I mean, that's the thing that I can't. That's the hill I can't get over. It's it's like our compet. You know, you're you're a a you're a, an an entity owned by Microsoft pushed as as a feature on the Xbox platform. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe Mixer is, is something completely different. But everything every time I hear about Mixer, it's always about in association with Xbox and Windows 10. Um, yeah. How about giving away a PC? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it, at least something associated, preferably with the Xbox platform. And it, it's just so ah, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand it. It's like, okay. hey, hey, I got, I got widgets to sell, but I'd rather push your widgets uh, just because. I, I, I don't get it. Don't All right, <laughs> All right. And, and probably to add to your ranting, the last news story I have is about the whole um, cross-play with Fortnite and uh, outrage going back and forth. Of course, uh, there was an article in The Independent, which is a UK um, newspaper, a new UK website. They talked to Sony Chief Executive Kenishiro Yoshida, and they asked him about the controversy. Yoshida I had the following quote to say on cross-platform. Our thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play Fortnite. I believe partner with PlayStation four is the best experience for users. That's our belief on there. So the controversy yet again of, uh, not allowing Fortnite cross-play with other platforms, including Nintendo switch and Xbox one. And, you know, Yoshida does state that, but actually we have already opened some games as cross-platform with PC and uh, some others. So we decide based on what is the best user experience. That is our way of thinking for cross-platform. And then as far as him commenting about Sony's competition, he states, I think competition's always good. Healthy, fair competition's always good for the industry and growth. I think competition with Nintendo and uh, Xbox is a healthy situation on there so but obviously you know we've seen advertisements from nintendo and microsoft with their uh, minecraft advertisement talking about crossplay. i know mike ibarra an xbox xbox executive has gone on to twitter kind of lambasting the story and the statement saying that you know the industry needs crossplay with all platforms for gamers to like you know um 
be able to have that sense of community and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of funny when the shoe's on the other foot because I know um, people on the particular tweet of Mike Barra uh, making a mention of this. Uh, they talked about how Defiance, the original Defiance, not the 2050 game that just came out, but uh, that the developers Try On Worlds was trying to get the game on um, both Xbox and PlayStation at the time, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and Microsoft had a blanket statement basically saying, uh-uh-uh, we don't want to have, um, you know, it's it's best that, you know, Xbox gamers play on Xbox. They had the same similar type of statement back when mm. the ring was on the other finger, when they were the market leader and PlayStation 3 was kind of um, making kind of playing catch up on that. And this is not an effort on Sony's part to get uh, their games cross-platform on their platform. This is just a, a third party trying to do that. And so... It's funny to see how once the tables have turned, how Microsoft just wants to, you know, forget about all that. And I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a PSN limitation of them some sort. Maybe they just don't want you to have to sign in on a, a Microsoft Xbox Live account on your PlayStation console. I mean, it doesn't well, Kevin already any... talked about this. They are yeah. Microsoft is industry, uh, sorry, Sony is industry leader right now. Why would they want people to play someone else's? on someone else's system you want to play the yeah. games you play it on our system point blank yeah. you know why would you that's just... no yeah <laughs> no. You're, you're you're helping you're not they worked hard to build the customer base that they got just like any product right xbox worked hard to build their customer base sony nintendo it's like okay so now why am i going to make it easier for you to live with the product, the the consumer product choice you made, you you don't you didn't buy my box, you bought that box. Yeah. You know, live with your decision, or heaven forbid, get the box, trade that in, get the box that you'd rather have, and roll that way. It, it this, this whole thing, it, it, you know, I don't know what the, what this thing is about. Oh well, it, it's it's a better place to play if you're making more money the way the the way it is now because if you have people that need to buy multiple copies that's more money in, in your pocket now i will say I'll, I'll 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 make this one acquiesce um i think if for a game like fortnite considering that it's on everything uh cross progression should be a thing you know, and and I've changed my perspective on that. Just just with a game like Fortnite, because of I mean, my my little nephew plays it. My wife's cousin, when he was over here, he plays it on on a tablet, because it's it's like it's just so ingrained in the gaming culture right now. So then, yeah, cross progression. Okay, that that's fine. But the whole cross play, you know. I, I don't I don't buy a game on Xbox exp- expecting to play with people on PlayStation. You know, yeah, I just don't. Oh, I know that uh, yeah. they talked to Pete Hines of Bethesda at uh, KoiCon that just occurred a couple weeks, you know, about a almost a month ago, and uh, 
Uh, he understands that, like with Fallout 76, sure, the, you know, it'd be nice to have crossplay, but it's not crucial. But I know they're planning on doing the Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a CCG, it's a, a strategy card game on there. And one of the things at E3 they made a mention is that the same game would be uh, available on all different platforms that you could take your decks, you could take all the cards you've collected and bring it over on any platform. Right now, he did mention the fact that uh, they're in negotiations with Sony about getting the cross-play um, allowed for this particular game on there. So, on here. So, and he basically had a statement saying, "We continue to make our case for this is how it needs to work and this is how it needs to function, but we're moving ahead with the assumption that any platform or release." Uh, we released a game must support cross progression and cross play. Well, I'm aware of the conflict that arises given that statement, but we're continuing to work on it. But in fairness, this is not just with Sony. This is with everyone. We need everyone to be on board and understand Nintendo, Microsoft. This is how we're proceeding. We don't want anybody to think I'm trying to single out Sony because I'm not. These conversations we have, we have with everyone, including Apple and Google. So he made a mention of that as well. And, and they, hypothetically threw a softball at him, told him that said if they were going to cancel the PS4 version of the game, just in case if Sony did not allow cross-play and he did not have a direct answer or a concrete answer. But he's saying that he's actively working to find a solution with all the content providers, all, all the platform holders on there. So um, it says, whatever they say, we'll continue to have a conversation with any platform directly. I don't want to play this out in the court of public opinion. We respect Sony. We respect Microsoft. We respect Nintendo. If I or my company has an issue, we will bring it up with them directly. We know who to call. We know who to email. We'll talk to them and see if we can figure it out. That's what they made a statement of. So, Yeah. Well, there you so, go. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to see. I mean, obviously, Epic, even with all the money involved, didn't have enough of Sony's uh, uh, ire to be able to pull those strings to get the cross progression on that platform. I, I think it would be a cold day in hell before I see Minecraft cross progression like they wanted after they're calling them out, especially with commercials and that kind of thing. But we'll have to see what happens. So. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, the whole grandstanding, it's like if you're going to grandstand, put Fallout 76 on the on the line. You know, but you're not going to do that because you're not you don't want to walk away and leave that money on the table. Yeah. 80 million, it, 80 million installed base. You don't want to walk away from that money. So it, it, it's all a bunch of, of grandstanding. And, and, you know, you know, if you want to do cross play. What you can buy a used bait, you know, base model xbox for what at a, at a pawn shop for what 130 bucks 140 bucks yeah um uh, do that you know if 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 it's that if it means that much to you you can have more than one platform on at in your entertainment center you you can do that there's there's nothing preventing you from doing that you know or or you can do the microsoft rent center method you know go into <laughs> debt <laughs> <laughs> for two years of $35 a month or whatever it is. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, you know, the, the, this whole thing is just like so ridiculous to me, but you know, I'm a grumpy old man. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. All right. That's all the news I have this week, guys. So I think we said enough and then some with the dollop of cream and the, and the, parsley and a cherry on the top so okay 
So with the return of our wonderful podcast also means the return of game night. So we are pushing for Saturday. Is that is it Saturday? There's not a day here on the on the on the I'm assuming this is Saturday. Yeah, uh, it says on the outline Saturday night game night. So oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's not on my not on my. It just says 9 p.m. Uh, scroll Eastern a little time, bit. Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, so Saturday 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can uh, send look for. Our respective our respective uh, IDs and tags. Uh, Trader Joe is at Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. I am Shonuf Seven S H O N U F F the number seven, and uh, Des is at Nemo Tigger N E M O T Double G R. That's on PlayStation Network. I'm also at Shonuff071 on Xbox Live. Uh, Dez, I believe you're also Nemo Tigger on Xbox as well? That is correct, sir. Okay. And Joe, you are Mr. Fongul on Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I, I think that is. I haven't signed on in months, but uh, yeah. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, look for us there. Let us know what you're interested in playing. Like we mentioned, we do have... Uh, uh, Strange Brigade, uh, the new multiplayer co-op mummy killing game that uh, Joe, we both played that at PSX last year and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. Um, if there's something else you'd like to play with us, you know, be sure to let us know. Um, if we don't have it, we'll be able to acquire it and be able to interact with you fine folks that listen to our show. Also, contact. We can be reached at gamingvessels at gmail.com. You can hit us there with your questions, uh, your comments. You hear something that you that you want to share your thoughts uh, about that we mentioned on the show. That's where you want to want to do that there. If you want to be on the show, uh, you would want to submit your request there at gamingvessels at gmail.com. And uh, let's see. Am I missing anything? That's it. Before we close this That's out. That's it. All right, fellas. Well, uh, it has been great. It's great to be back in. I apologize for my rust. <laughs> it's been a while since. Not even great. Since we chatted, <laughs> but uh, folks, we're glad that you're that you're that uh, you've jumped back in with us. Join us here. Join us here. And like I said before, we are going back to a bi-weekly schedule. We're going not back to, but we're going to a bi-weekly schedule. Uh, and and releasing shows on a bi-weekly basis. So we thank you for sticking with us, joining back with us uh, this time. And uh, we're looking forward to interacting with you and uh, enjoying this lovely hobby of gaming with, with our listeners. So with that, I'm Shonuff71. He is the Bay Area Terra Dez. And that is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we will be back next time. Peace.